This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the post-game podcast. To look back on Liverpool's mightily impressive 4-0 win at Bournemouth that takes them back to the top of the Premier League for the afternoon at least. I'm your host Paul Wheelock and for anyone who is listening to this show for the first time we will be getting the view from the press box, the dugouts and the stands after the unbeaten and relentless Reds marched on thanks in no small part to a superb hat-trick from Mohamed Salah who was back to his brilliant best. But plenty more players coming for praise on this podcast, which starts as ever with the definitive verdict from our Liverpool FC correspondent James Pearce. You will then hear the full audio from Red's boss Jurgen Klopp's press conference before we get the thoughts of seven Liverpool fans who have phoned into this show. Simon Donnelly, Alex Watt, Nathan Davidson, Sam Planch, Owen Thomas, Matt Addison and Matt Whitty. Thanks for joining me. Now over to you, Manchester City. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, momentum just keeps on growing for Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool. Emphatic 4-0 winners over Bournemouth here at the Vitality Stadium this afternoon. And that was, without doubt, Liverpool's most complete performance of the season so far. Hugely impressive in all departments. Of course, Mo Salah will grab the headlines. He was simply sensational. It was a masterclass from the Cops Egyptian King here today. Um, you know, he had a slow start to the season and people were questioning him and you know, he's, he's made a mockery of those uh, one-season wonder tags because uh, that's 12 goals for the season now and uh, this was a hat-trick today that will live long in the memory banks. He, uh, he walked away with the match ball tucked under his arm uh, and applause from both sets of supporters ringing in his ears which uh, just makes you appreciate you've witnessed something truly special because... Uh, you know, Bournemouth's defenders will be having nightmares about Mo Salah because he, he tormented them absolutely all afternoon. Um, it was a bit of, fortune, bit, bit of fortune attached to his first goal uh, midway through the first half and Firmino hit it sweetly from 25 yards but Asmir Begovic has made an absolute hash of what should have been a relatively routine save. Uh, Salah followed up to tuck it away. Um, replay showed he was marginally offside um, but that was allowed to stand. And what was most impressive today was how Liverpool just stepped things up in the second half. You know, it was it was a uh, you know a, a kind of a, a nervy one 0 lead for a period there, and they had to deal with a lot of uh, set pieces slung into the box. Um, but they uh, they just stepped it up and blew Bournemouth away after the interval. Um, and you know, it, it was all about the the absolute sheer quality of Salah. The second goal, three minutes into the second half, a bad mistake from Cook, close to halfway. Firmino uh, pounced on the loose ball, played Salah in. Cook actually got back and did his best to try and uh, bring Salah down, raked his studs uh, down the back of uh, Salah's Achilles. Could have gone down, um, but you know his, his uh, sheer will to score goals meant that he, he stumbled, but he stayed on his feet and uh, punished Cook in the best possible way by uh, drilling into the bottom corner. Third goal, a uh, bit of comedy attached to that one. Robertson, who had another great game today, uh, whipped a cross in and, and Cook has inadvertently got his legs mixed up and ended up turning the ball into his own net. But uh, Liverpool and Salah saved the best until last. Um, it was uh, just an absolute joy to watch that. His, his hat-trick clinching goal. It was Lalana who'd come off the bench, uh, dinked it over the top. Um, Cook, you know, uh, Salah, his persistence forced the mistake. And when he went, went around Begovic, you thought, well, he's just going to hit it 
um, and hope for the best. But you know, he uh, absolutely ice cool the way that he decided to cut back inside, beat Begovic for a second time. By then, there were two defenders on the line that he had to deal with, but there was no hint of panic. Salah just took his time and then just nonchalantly flicked it past them into the corner with the outside of his uh, left boot. First Liverpool player to score a Premier League hat-trick away from home since Luis Suarez against Cardiff in 2014. Um, and Salah you know, fully deserves all the accolades that will come his way. His display of class extended way beyond the final whistle, actually, with, uh, I know with the, his TV interview. He actually declined the Man of the Match award and, and insisted in giving it to James Milner to mark James Milner's 500th Premier League appearance. And uh, you know, I think that just sums up the work ethic uh, and camaraderie that, uh, that Jurgen Klopp has instilled in this Liverpool squad, which, uh, which are now you know, extending the best ever start to a top flight season in Liverpool's illustrious history. It puts them top of the Premier League table. We don't know how long that'll last, but what we do know, regardless of whether they, uh, they stay top this weekend or not, that Manchester City know that Liverpool are in this for the long haul. They're going absolutely nowhere. And we've got a proper title race, and um, it's been a fantastic week. Klopp deserves a lot of praise as well for the way he's managed. It's been a real balancing act for him, juggling all the changes, but fringe players have stepped up and delivered. I thought Joel Matip did really well today at centre-back alongside Virgil van Dijk, who was absolutely top draw again. James Milner, you know, what a pro he is. Real shifty, putting it right back. Said how good Robertson was on the left behind them. Alison Becker didn't have an awful lot to do, but, you know, he, he's just such a physical presence back there for Liverpool. And one, one moment in the first half when Milner sliced a clearance, and there was real danger then, but he absolutely soared uh, above Josh King and headed the ball away to uh, safety. And, uh, again, reward for him. I think he's now broken a club record by going uh, 16 Premier League games for the club unbeaten uh, since, he, since he joined, uh, and 10 clean sheets. You know, we're talking about a Liverpool team that hasn't conceded more than once in a Premier League game since April, and, and that really is remarkable. Earlier, in this, earlier on in the season, we were talking about how midfield was an area of concern and a lack of dynamism, but I don't think that's any longer the case because when Liverpool have needed them, Naby Keita and Fabinho have really stepped up and joined the party. We're starting to see the best of them, um, and you know, that has that has drastically improved that that department of the side, and especially with Salah getting back to his best. Great to see Sadio Mane as well make his comeback from that foot injury off the bench in the last 20-25 minutes. Firmino uh, livelier as well. So there were so many boxes ticked today. The, the best possible preparation Liverpool could have for that Titanic Champions League battle with Napoli at Anfield on Tuesday night, and they'll go into that showdown absolutely full of confidence the blood red podcast from the liverpool echo oh pretty much it's about uh, football is the game you will never see a perfect game in the end of course when you see how it developed um, then especially with the score sheet at the end it's perfect but in the game we, we had a lot of things we could have done better that's how it is second half not that much but um First half, we controlled the game. That was exactly what we wanted to do because the counter-attacking threat of um, Bournemouth is just, um, uh, yeah, it's massive. Actually, are really good in that. Even I know that um, Bournemouth had to had to replace today. Uh, I think three 
very important players for them, of course. And um, but still, we, how I said, we controlled it, but we, I didn't like too much that we didn't change the rhythm more often. That's how it is. We, we still have to adapt to that. We still have to improve that. That's how it is. So to create more. But when if you see the, the all the runs, all the little runs we did, and we came all together, and the benefit of it in the first goal. So we, with all the little runs, we open a gap. Um, we open gap, two gaps actually, and then Joel passed the ball through. Bobby can turn, shoot, and Mo scores the goal. And um, then goal number two in the second. We said half time. So far, so okay. Not more. Uh, we have to do better because we can do better. And. Um, and the counter press, we have to keep it up, um, put them there under pressure where we lose the ball and no, 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 uh, not somewhere else. And um, yeah, but whatever you do in a football game, you need somebody to finish it off. And, um, and, and what Mo did around his two goals in the second half was just exceptional. I don't know in a moment a lot of players who would have scored these two goals. Uh, that's how it is. The first one is. It is a foul, actually, and but he wants to score the goal, so stands on his feet and uh, um, and scores it. Then, um, not the most impressive finish, but I would say pretty surprisingly. Yeah. So, uh, um, and and his third goal is outstanding as uh, again. Uh, now, really, how how we how we set it up and all that stuff. That was good. The changes we made with Adam. Um, Sadio and 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 Hendo, they really helped a lot. Um, and you saw after two 0 the boys really wanted to play football. Then it was fluent. Uh, then it was really good and difficult for Bournemouth. Then of course. Eddie Howe just said that Salah is one of the best in the world. I think Eddie Howe is one of the best managers I ever met. To be honest, so how could I say something different? Two years ago, you came here, were winning, got beaten. What's changed since then? There was never a moment you were saying. Yeah, I, I actually, had, I, I know the score. I know that I could probably draw the goals we conceded, but um, just we, we let we let um, Bournemouth come back in the game. That's that's completely different. Meanwhile, that's true. That I don't. I, unfortunately, I cannot say that it will never happen again. But um, uh, we are really we are more controlled in these in these situations. That's a big. That was it was a big step for us. Very important. That's what we said in, in our good moments. Uh, let me say, last year we were really flying and everything was brilliant until uh, we were not flying. And then the difference between the flying and the not flying moments was too big. So it meant we we always had. Kind of kept the door a bit open for the other team, um, and it was something we wanted to work on. It was pretty much that's that worked out, so that's good. And of course, um, the players, uh, a few new players came in, um, but um, and, and all the other players um, are now I mean much more mature. So that's how it is. We, we this squad is still not too experienced. That's how it is. Um, we, we, we have worked together for a while and that we have to improve. That was always clear and that was an important part for us. No, not not. Uh, yeah, I see. I think I said a few years ago, a couple of years ago, that uh, we have to write our own history. So if that's part of the history, then of course it's important. But it's not the most important thing in the world that we beat any team's record from 
I don't know, 30 years ago or whenever it was. I don't know exactly. So um, the thing is just that we really want to um, want to be as successful as as possible and really nobody knows what that means nobody and this league this league is so difficult to play and uh, and but i said it a few times now in all the other interviews but 42 points i usually had in april and now it's december so and that's um, that's really that's massive and it's exceptional and the boys it's all to the boys they they deserve all the credit for that because they really fight for each yard and that's nice but that's only for today. It's, today is the moment for us, celebration day. Let's go home, eat, sleep, um, and recover immediately at its best. And then tomorrow, little session, Monday, little session, Tuesday, Napoli. So that's how it is. That's the life, and um, so it's okay. But um, yeah, for today, all good. Oh, nobody should be surprised about that. Eh? So <laughs> um, that he is really uh, his desire is obviously obvious to score goals. So that's good for us. That's very good for us. So um, the, I heard me about the first goal. Obviously, was offside. Um, not that I had to, but I want only to remember before people start making that too big. Um, didn't happen a lot that we that we score a goal um, from offside, but we, we conceded we conceded one. That's a nice sound from smartphone. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, so it's it's just it's just really it's just really brilliant um, what he did, and and um, no, I like that that um, mindset. David Walsh, last one. You talked about the great control that your team is now showing. How much has Virgil Van Dijk contributed to that? Of course, a lot. I mean, we, we all know that. We could I could write a book about Virgil's strength, and I could write a book about about Allison's Allison's strength, but. Look what Joel Matip did today, how good he was, and he has absolutely no rhythm. Eh? He trains. That's the life of a professional football player as well. He trains on highest level, and it's not even a squad sometimes. And then we need you play, and then you had a difficult start against Burnley and plays that game and that game. So it's not about one person. What Andy Robertson did today, then Millie, I don't know, game number 500. Um, and he plays on right back, which is probably the, the position he would she, he would have had preferred each other position on the pitch to play for. But he did the job. So and that all comes together. Then so it's really how we defend them in the centre. A centre half alone can do nothing. A goalie alone can do sometimes a lot, but actually um, nobody can perform wonders. So that's how it is. You need all these boys around, and it, it was a it was a common development. So. But for, even for for each development, you need the right you need the right players. That's how it is in football. And um, yeah, thank God we we could sign these boys. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. This is Simon Donnelly, LFC jury member for the Liverpool Echo. As ever, I'm always nervous going into any game in the Premier League because I tell you, it must just be that I want us to win so much that I always think we're not going to. And uh, so, of course, then you get the news about Joe Gomez 
breaking his leg, which is very upsetting because he's one of the star performers of the season so far. And then you find out that Dejan Lovren can't play and Mane might not be able to start because he's injured. And my natural pessimism takes hold and I'm worried that we're not going to put a performance in against Bournemouth. Well, they blew me away. Salah back on top form, sparkling with his hat-trick today, which I think, if I'm not mistaken, despite people moaning about him this season, I think it puts him as top goal, at least at the beginning of the day, top goal scorer in the Premier League this season so far. Um, an amazing performance all round. Puts us so sweet to see us back at the top of the table. And City have got a very tough game away at Chelsea. Who knows? Not very often I support Chelsea, but today I'm well and truly in their corner. Let's hope they take those three points off City and leave us uh, where we want to be at the top of the league. Massive game next Sunday. Massive game against Man United at our, our place. Hate that team. Hate that manager. Hate the way he plays. Let's hope we can turn them over and keep this run going. Great performance today in an away match in the Premier League. Always brilliant. Always brilliant to win, but to win 4 0 with a hat trick from Mo, outstanding. Well done, Liverpool. Come on, you Reds and Chelsea. Hello, Alex Watt from Did It Cross the Line podcast, and we are top of the league again for a couple of hours at least, anyway. Um, what a win today. You know, Bournemouth are no slouches this season, so to run over them 4 0 is really impressive, I thought. Um, the main man, Mo Salah, with a hat-trick and what a match he had today. Probably his best game of the season. He was absolutely rampant. You know, this is kind of the period of the season when he really started coming into his own last year. So maybe this is it again. You know, he's joint top scorer in the league now, which isn't bad for a, a one-season wonder, is it? Um, you know, I wasn't convinced by Jurgen Klopp playing Salah through the middle this season rather than out wide but my god it worked today you know he was probably a little bit lucky with the first you know Begovic's error and Salah was a touch offside but oh well um, and then his second and third goals were both amazing you know fouled on the foot on the uh, second goal but he kept going to score Steve Cook obviously got his karma for that foul with the own goal um, and then the third goal was just unbelievable. You know, Salah just basically taking the mick out of the Bournemouth defenders. Um, I think it's safe to say his confidence is back. And yeah, gave his man of the match award to James Milner at the end as well because he's a lovely man. So yeah, Salah was great today, but the whole team was great, to be honest. You know, it was nice to see Cater, Fabinho and Ginny in the midfield as the three, which... I and a lot of Liverpool fans have been calling for for a while. I think it worked really well. You know, it was no coincidence how much quicker the attackers were getting the ball today to be able to score as many as Salah did. You know, the return of the pressing has been really welcome too. And I think it's been noticeable in recent weeks how well Liverpool are playing in second halves of games. You know, Watford, Burnley and now today against Bournemouth. That's... There's definitely a theme of us going up a gear, I think, in second halves as the opposition tyres. Um, and we've got the best keeper in the league to boot with his lovely pink kit, his mad headers and his starting of counter-attacks. So it really feels like everything's really clicking now going into this 
busy Christmas period. You know, we've got Napoli next, which is a must win. Then we've got Man United. We've got Man City coming up at the start of January as well, which is going to be huge. So this is a massive period and hopefully these kind of performances and the team really seeming to click all over the pitch uh, can keep going because that was super exciting today and long may it continue. Cheers. Hi there, Nathan Davidson here talking about Bournemouth nil, Liverpool 4. So in the first 20 minutes I thought we were the better team. Weren't really looking too dangerous, wasn't too many great chances but you could see what we were trying to do. I think obviously we confused um, Bournemouth and Eddie Howe a bit with how we set up with the formation. Um, it even took me even took me a little while to figure it out, but it seemed that Shakiri went and dropped in the centre, and then when we didn't have the ball, Firmino dropped. When we did have the ball, Firmino and Salah were both up there in central positions. So then we got to about twenty five minutes, and we have Salah's first goal. It was a great strike by Firmino from distance, stinging the gloves of Begovic. And Salah follows in to just tap it in. Well, it did look slightly offside, but you get some of those and then some of them you just don't get sometimes, so we'll take that one. Then, as the first half progressed, I noticed that Bournemouth were especially trying to overload on set pieces, maybe trying to nullify Van Dijk's defensive ability a bit. But to be fair, I thought we caught with that well. And you can just see how the uh, offside trap of where we all sprint up is really catching teams out at the minute. And it's working really well for us. Um, as the as we got towards the end of the first half, the conditions got a lot lot worse, and you could see that when the players were as soon as the ball went in the air, you it was like a guessing game where it was going to land, as the wind was blowing it in all directions. So that made it a little bit more tricky to keep control of the game towards the end of the first half. But we managed to get in with the clean sheet, and I thought that was important. And it allowed for us to build on that in the second half. We come out in the second half, we come straight out of the blocks. You can see Bournemouth have tried to get a few more players advanced, try and get back in the game. And we just punish them. So Cook tries to bring Salah down and then Salah just puts it away in the bottom corner. He does very well to have the strength to keep going despite Cook trying to bring him down. And before you know it, right at the start of the second half, we're two goals to the good. And then from there, it makes it a much easier game. It takes the anxiety out of the one goal difference. So after that, we just I just thought we controlled the game well and we played with a lot a lot of freedom and just played like we are really enjoying ourselves. And then about nearly 70 minutes in, we have the, the third goal, Cook, uh, Steve Cook own goal. It's a good break. Once again, as when they were trying to get men forward, we just punished them, counted on them. So Salah switches the play out. Fabino with a good little ball back to Robertson after Robertson passed it back to him. And then it was a great cross in from Robertson and Cook can't get his feet adjusted and it's 3-0 Liverpool. It looked like he was going to go to Mane anyway if he didn't get something on that so it was important that Cook did try to get something on it. Uh, after that, we have Salah's third we have to round off a great day for him. All side from a throw-in from Milner. The ball's played forward. Salah's one-on-one against Steve Cook again. Isolate him. Takes him out of the game and then Goes around the keeper one, not just once but twice. I thought I did think after he'd gone around the first time, I thought, oh my god, maybe the chance is gone here. But what what do I know? Salah's so calm, just runs round, keeper twice, and then slots it in the bottom left hand corner for a great goal and great way to round off his afternoon. He was brilliant today. But I just thought once we got past the past the two goals, we were absolutely brilliant. We just played with such freedom, such confidence. Didn't look fierce, didn't look scared. 
we were just in the driving seat and we but we did punish them we didn't we didn't let our foot off the gas we just kept going kept driving forward kept causing them problems and that that in result stopped Bournemouth from really pushing and trying to get back into the game as because we know they're capable of it a couple of seasons ago with the three two win there and I think I was thinking to myself while watching it maybe why we're not taking a few players off a little bit earlier maybe trying to rest them for the massive game on Tuesday against Napoli but I think Klopp had in the back of his head what happened there a couple of years ago and he's just refused to allow that to happen again and to be fair we've got a great result today we're top of the league for the time being I know Man City have been brilliant but they've got to go to Chelsea today so who knows that maybe anything can happen there we've just got to keep doing what we're doing and hope for another great result on Tuesday and we know the atmosphere will be brilliant. So up the Reds, let's keep going. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Okay, so the Reds go down to the south coast there, Bournemouth, tricky game. Um, early morning, um, first thought is, you know, the early start and all that for the fans. Basically, I, th- I expected Bournemouth to come out the traps the first 20 minutes half an hour like they do and play high tempo football I thought you know it's going to be a fast paced game um, Liverpool have had a few games recently and you know would that take it to Um also with the, the amount of changes the club's been making obviously the first half against Burnley we were a bit disjointed and then better second half and he made some really good changes second half club against Burnley He's made more today, and I just wondered whether we'd get caught napping the first half. An hour that didn't happen. Um, a lot more control um, in the game. It's really great to see. It's really positive. You know, and me included, everyone's been saying about how we're not squash buckling, attacking, free flowing, um, all out attack, sort of pressing and high tempo like last season. But games like today, there we just we just controlled it. I I I didn't think Liverpool got out of first gear. There were spells in the game where they weren't great. I think Van Dijk last couple of games hasn't been top notch, but he's still brilliant. You know he's playing every game, the lad. Um, I thought we'll massively miss Gomez, but Matip done well today. I think when you'll see we miss Gomez is probably like your Napoli and your Man City games when we've really got to go for it, and Gomez recovery pace will be. You know, we'll be we'll be getting missed there, but today I thought there was a load of good um, performances. The lad I was most impressed with today was Fabinho in that midfield. What I thought he'd done was all the ugly gear. He he done all the ugly stuff. The the winning back the ball, um, playing it simple, being in the right place, breaking up the play. He's a proper DM and he, he done it well. Now my criticism in the past, he's been a bit slow, but you know what? He leads the game. He leads the game well, he crunches into tackles. But you know something I really like about him? He doesn't often go side or back. He pings direct balls forward, straight away forward. I think we've got on too many midfielders who, who have a tendency to go side and back. When Aldham's a prime example, he only goes side or back. He's, he's like on a chessboard. He, he doesn't go forward till we're winning 3 0. Even though he, you know, he's knitting in, he's, he, the people say he's neat and tidy and. He's doing a good partnership with Fabinho when he's been playing. I don't know what the lad does, and I thought he was poor today uh, when Alden until we got a few goals up, and he starts showing it. But 
Everyone else brilliant. I don't want that to take the shine off the performance. I thought Liverpool were great. I thought he never got out of first gear. Very professional. Um, really, really good. I need these are the games where you want to win like that. And if you're going to win like that, you're going to win the league. And I think both for City, we'd, we'd easily win the league this year. I think City are a bit of a freak. You know, they bought it. They got a load of money when money was for the halfies, I say. Um, and what I mean by that is when... When they're now 40 million was 20 mil. They were buying players for 40 when now they'd be 80 and stuff like that, which was still a lot of money then, but they, they just top loaded with a load of boss players. And and Liverpool are starting to spend money, you know, even though they, they got the Coutinho money and, and that, but they, they bought boss with Alisson, Van Dijk. And, and there's not many Liverpool signings that Klopp's made that I think are poor. I mean, most of them are, are not, just, not just average, absolute boss, you know, the, the, the ratio percentage-wise for Klopp signings is better than any manager I've ever known. He's bought more more successes. I mean, every manager has success and fails in the transfer market. He must be the best for it. Only Carrius and Wijnaldum are question, And even Wijnaldum's all right, you know what I mean? But it, the rest of them have been boss. I mean, Andy Robbo, 8 mil, what a signing. One of the best signings ever. You know, the chance for him today was great. The Van Dijk one was out there, you know, all the usual chants. They were all great as well. But it, it's just lovely to see. We just it just eased into the game of four. Firmino as well uh, needs a good a good mention because he's been poor this season, but today had the best game, you know. He didn't score. He linked up well, he pressed better, and he really started a lot of moves off for us, so I was really made up with him as well. Matip, like I mentioned, had a good game. And... The only thing I disagree with was Keita was stuck out on the left of the three when he'd had a great game in the middle against Burnley and Shaqiri was in the middle when I thought he should have been on the left. And I thought Shaqiri tried a lot and a lot didn't come off for him. Keita's better in that middle. Keita needs a run of games in that middle of the park. He's he's got something about him, um, not stuck out on the left. And... Fabinho's now uh, starting to, to prove that he that he's got the dough, so he's worth the dough. So, listen, there's a cracking squad there if you can get the right blend in there. Um, I'm I'm absolutely made up with that. And Jimmy Milner, the you know filling in at right back again, and I love the way Salah give him his man of the match because of his 500 appearances, and that's great respect, great team spirit, and all these things here. Winning professionally, controlling games, team spirit, respect. These are all things you need to win leagues. You can go and score all kinds of goals, but you need to do all this all this other stuff. And that's what I think Liverpool have done today. I'm, I'm really, really made up with it. I'm made up with it. Um, we go top. It's great to see. City got Chelsea later. I think City will, will beat them. But you know what? Chelsea got a chance. I'd love Chelsea to beat them, even though I hate Chelsea. I'd love them to beat City today. And then, you know, it just makes a bit of a game of it because I think we've got City and United coming up when Gomez is going to be missed. I think that's when we're going to miss Gomez. So, you know, listen, we're in the mix of it. It's great to watch. Um, this Liverpool team now, we're back on the top of the shelf. You know, we're not just, you know, like like Crimbo's coming, isn't it? We're not one of them toys that that, that, that no one wants. You know, we're, we're right up. We're, we're, the main, we're one of the main attractions, you know, in this league and... It's great to see, and it's boss to be a Liverpool fan at the moment, and long may it continue. Hello, this is Owen from Cop On Podcast. The final whistle has not long gone, and I'm 
delighted. I'm absolutely happy. Is Christmas come early? I'm not sure. We were certainly gifted a few goals today. The own goal, an offside goal, an own goal. But no one could possibly suggest that Liverpool didn't deserve to win that one. We, we really, really did. And yet again, Mohamed Salah had me leaping around the living room like like Rudolf Nureyev trying to catch a wasp. Uh, such joy, such joy in this team. When Bournemouth came at us, we defended resolutely. We, we committed more fouls than they did, showed we were more aggressive. We were very aggressive when we needed to be. Our back four was excellent. Robertson back in the team. Oh, what a performance. Absolutely magic from our Scottish genius uh, left back and uh, I, I was impressed with Joel Matip I thought he he made some very important interceptions and he was good on the ball I mean everybody you go right through the team and it was it was super stuff well done to Fabinho well done to Bobby Firmino as well with his his sort of teenage wispy facial hair um, which seems to have given him new powers at uh, being creative and keeping the ball and you know looking at Naby Keita he's you can tell he, he's just bubbling he's just coming to the boil he's coming to the boil this 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 brilliant brilliant player Keita I can't wait for it I can't wait to see Napoli on Tuesday come to Anfield we'll be ready for them we'll be absolutely on fire and if you have the chance to go to that match if you're in Liverpool Please wail, scream your heart out for all of us who won't be able to make it. I'm one of them. This is Owen from Cop On Podcast saying thank you very much, Liverpool. I'm off now to, to run around the block just screaming. I'm just going to start screaming. All right, I'm ready. Hello, it's Matt Addison reflecting on Bournemouth nil, Liverpool 4. It's only two years then since the infamous 4-3 game that the Reds lost down on the south coast and how far the Reds have come since then. I was really impressed with us today. I thought we were much better first half than we have been for a number of weeks and we were well in control. Bournemouth were quite passive but you know they do have the players that can hurt you and we controlled possession, we controlled the game um, and we never really looked in too much danger. The goal in the first half, Mo Salah, uh, Firmino's shot, Salah was marginally offside. Um, you can't really blame the officials for that though. Without VAR, they have to you know, give the attacker the advantage. Um, so at half-time it was 1-0, we were comfortable. Um, you'd, you'd always like to see a couple of goals go in just to, just to be sure. But the way the defence is going at the moment, you know, Bournemouth never looked like scoring. Soon into the second half then it was 2-0. Uh, a cool finish from Salah. Still no celebration. I'm not too sure what that was all about. Um, but certainly by the end of the game he was smiling. So maybe not too much of a concern. But just something I noticed. Third goal was an own goal. Um, I thought Andy Robertson was brilliant all game. And he was the one that caused that. Um, so much good pressing from him. And he's got so much quality on the ball. When the ball's whipped into the area. With that much pace and that much quality on it. There's always a chance that it could just flick off someone's ankle and go into the back of the net um, and that's exactly what happened uh, by this point Liverpool absolutely in cruise control I don't think we necessarily play, played at our scintillating best today but we didn't need to 
Um, at 3-0, I was surprised that Sadio Mane came on. Um, obviously, the club have been monitoring him the last few days and, and they'll know better than us, but um, I was surprised that they took a risk with him when it was so comfortable. But as soon as he did, he did come on, um, he looked fine, he looked comfortable, um, didn't look to be any problems, and you'd expect him to come straight back in on Tuesday. Um, and that, that was probably the reason he came on, to be honest, just to get some get some minutes into his legs so he's not had too much of a break between games of course he missed the game on uh, on Wednesday night as well so uh, that was a positive he looked sharp he looked quite happy with the the injury and how that's healed uh, the pick of the goals the 4-0 goal the hat-trick for Salah I thought Adam Lallana looked quite good when he came on hopefully he can stay fit it was a great ball in behind and from then on as soon as Salah had the ball you knew it was going to end up in the net you just weren't sure when I think I shouted shoot about three or four times. Eventually he did. He almost had to walk the ball into the net. But someone of Salah's world-class ability, he's got the composure. Um, you know, In the end, finally, he put the ball in the back of the net and that was the only goal that a smile uh, was painted onto his face. So that was good to see. Um, at the back as well, as I said before, Callum Wilson was out for Bournemouth. They didn't show too much threat. But I thought Joel Matten was excellent alongside Van Dijk. Uh, with Lovren out and with Gomez out, we really needed to see him step up. Um, and if he does play against Napoli, off the back of that performance, I wouldn't be too concerned. He always, you know, he looks very cool, collected. Um, but today I thought defensively he was, he was superb. Um, and it was actually his ball that instigated the build-up for the first goal. A really nice, crisp ball into Firmino. And then there was the 1-2 before Salah eventually put the ball in the back of the net. So defensively excellent, some good passing out from the back as well. I'm not always his biggest fan, but I thought he had a really good game today. Uh, so overall then, I thought that was our most complete performance of the season. Although you have to caveat that with the fact that Bournemouth weren't that great. At the start of a big week for Liverpool, that was a really big three points. Hi, it's Matt Whitty, Cup season ticket holder, reflecting on Liverpool's impressive 4-0 away performance against Bournemouth down at the Vitality Stadium. Klopp uh, sprung a couple of changes, uh, a couple of surprises in the lineup, with uh, Fabinho, Shakiri, and Cater starting together for the first time, I believe. I, th- I thought uh, all three of them played uh, played very well in uh, for, for, for different reasons. Uh, I thought uh, Fabinho broke up the play really well. Um, he made a lot of tackles in that midfield area and uh, was a real presence and uh, one thing that I hadn't really seen before from him was his uh, his aerial ability. He won a lot of headers in that midfield area. He must have won five or six headers during that during that uh, uh, during the match, and uh, really helped us to uh, to to win back possession and uh, and keep possession in that in that midfield area and kept things ticking over nicely. Also played a really nice one-two with uh, Andy Robertson on the edge of the area before the uh, Coco and goal as well. As well as uh, slotting a nice through ball out to to Robbo to to latch onto, uh, I thought Shakiri did uh, did very well. Uh, I thought he used the ball really well. He found space in uh, uh, centrally in, in 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 tight areas and really sort of looked to switch the play to the left and to the right uh, really quickly. And uh, I thought Bournemouth. Uh, I thought that was probably one of the the biggest factors that uh, that put us on top really in the first half. That that Bournemouth really struggled to to get to grips with him because he's such a such an unpredictable player. And uh, Cater, yeah, again, he uh, started really brightly um, with a couple of uh, couple of mazy dribbles within the first two or three minutes. Uh, and again, I think uh, I think it sort of disrupted uh, Bournemouth plans 
with the uh, uh, you know the uncertainty about how to play against uh, all th- all three of them really. And I thought overall um, our tempo was very good. It was noticeably quicker, and um, particularly early on, uh, certainly a lot quicker than um, it was against Bournemouth and also against uh, against Burnley. And uh, that was really pleasing to see that that not only that we could uh, play at that quicker tempo, but also actually keep the ball and uh, yeah cause cause Bournemouth uh, a lot of problems. The uh, the breakthrough obviously came from a uh, Firmino long range shot that was uh, that was tapped in by uh, by Salah. Uh, there was lots of talk uh, on uh, on Sky about uh, Salah being offside. Um, I mean he certainly was standing in an offside position for the shot, but uh, uh, you know as, as uh, you know the rules are pretty clear about that being a, a distinct period of play. So uh, it certainly was uh, was it was the correct decision to uh, to call the goal. Um, onside. Um, my own personal view is that it, it should be offside because I think it gives a really big advantage to the forwards. But the rules are, are pretty clear about that. Uh, yeah, and it was a it was a great hat trick really. Uh, I thought uh, uh, the uh, second half uh, got off to a, to a to a great start with uh, with Salah's goal. Uh, it was a really nasty nasty tackle by Cook really on the on with his studs onto Salah's Achilles. But uh, it was uh, great credit to Salah that he he stayed on his stayed on his feet and uh, tucked it away in the corner. Um, for to 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 really sort of put the game to bed, really, um, from from that point onwards, and uh, yeah, the hat trick was uh, was just uh, was just a great goal to watch as well. Uh, interestingly, coming from a, a quick throw in taken in the right back area, so uh, we probably have to give some credit to uh, Thomas uh, Grunemark for uh, the uh, the long throwing coach. But it was a uh, it was a smart ball into him from uh, Lalana, and uh, I mean once 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 it was uh, Cook against Salah. He just sort of knew he was gonna he was gonna be able to to, to out muscle him and use his pace, and uh, it was uh, pretty cheeky to uh, to beat Begovic twice really, and then uh, tap in past uh, both both uh, both defenders on the line. Uh, I thought Allison did really well. Uh, he uh, you know again it was a pretty comfortable afternoon, but uh, there were a couple of moments there was a, there was a free kick midway through the second half that was heading into the top corner, and you're sort of watching your flight the the flight of the ball, and then you just see Allison just sort of calmly pluck it from uh, you know and he's standing right underneath it so again great great positioning as uh, as I mentioned on the uh, on the last uh, post game pod as well uh, it, was, it was strange on the uh, I wasn't at the game today so it was uh, strange to hear uh, Alan Smith at 3-0 the, the co-commentator Alan Smith was saying that uh, he thought there there wasn't much between the between the two teams and uh, once we got that that fourth goal he was saying that uh, that it wasn't unfair so I couldn't really understand why what, what what the difference was between three nil and four nil for him, but I mean there was we were, we were certainly on top. Uh, final quick word for uh, uh, for uh, Andy Robertson, uh, who was uh, who was outstanding at, at left back as uh, as he seems to be every week. He was uh, he was a real danger going forward, particularly deep in deep into the game, and he's just got such a great engine um, that if anything, I think the uh, the issue for us is going to be keeping him fresh and sort of working out where where he gets those rests really so he was uh, he was excellent and uh, on top of that I thought he kept uh, Ryan Fraser uh, really quiet and Fraser's a you know he's a quick tricky dangerous player and he just didn't get a sniff uh, didn't get a sniff all day really so uh, yeah all in all uh, a fantastic uh, fantastic result uh, that's 10 goals now in our last three away games all of which were potential banana skins and uh, we also got the opportunity to uh, to rest a few players ahead of um, a tricky uh, a tricky Christmas period for us and uh, most importantly ahead of a, a massive game against Napoli on Tuesday up the Reds you've been listening to the blood red podcast from the Liverpool echo